In episode 553 with Tracy Duns, we are diving deep into her famous nine pillars of health, plus so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about this episode because Tracy and I have been following each other for a really long time, and we share so many of the same passions when it comes to health and wellness. And for those of you that have never heard of Tracy, she believes that optimal health is a fundamental right of all humanity, not just a privilege for a select few, which I totally agree with. She helps people activate their vitality and feel alive by educating on a basic health foundations that most people do not know or do not do. So she actually grew up in a missionary home, which cultivated her profound sense of compassion and her desire to educate on the simple foundations needed to look and feel our best. Now, by the time she was 15, she had already begun her undergraduate education in medicine. How amazing is that? And today she works as a modern wellness advocate specializing in restorative powers of intelligent hydration. Now, she has layered her wealth of experience and knowledge into a multi-dimensional career in wellness advocacy and education, starting with her podcast, Hydrate. She also frequently consults for large corporations and hotels to build and facilitate wellness experiences. She also serves as the director of the International Brain Summit, and she is the founder of the Sanctuary Wellness Experience in San Diego and the co-founder of Hydrate at the Sanctuary. She is also the author of the book Hydrate, Preserving Youth and Activating Vitality Through Intelligent Hydration, Nutrition and Self-Care. For everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 553. If you are a health nut like me, you are going to love this episode. So let's bring on the incredible Tracy. Beautiful Tracy, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I had some Ezekiel toast and sprouted toast with some egg yolks and a lot of olive oil, tons of olive oil on top. Yum. Olive oil on bread. Oh my gosh. And some balsamic. Mm, That's like delish for me. Delish. Now, honey, I am so excited to dive into your brain today. But first, I want to hear your story. Like, how did you get here? How did this all unfold for you? Well, that's a great question. And I think like most people's story, it's not just one thing that usually happens. There's many things that are the impetus to get us to do what maybe we're created to do or to find our calling in life. So from a young age, I've been obsessed with health and wellness, always wanting to play with recipes and play with different drinks and try to make them healthy. 
And then when I got pregnant for my daughter, Grace, when I was 24, I ended up having a mineral imbalance that went undetected. And I had about 35 weeks, I had to emergency deliver her because I had two centimeters of amniotic fluid. And the whole pregnancy, I was dehydrated. My eyes were dry. My mouth was dry. It was an extreme dryness where it was like all I could think about was water. And every test, every pathological test that I had came back normal, but I didn't feel normal. So I had to, I got to go on this adventure of learning how to help myself get better. And I started going to herbalists and I went to herbal school to learn about minerals and understanding how to get nutritive herbs into the body. And I slowly nursed myself back to health. But along that process, what I learned is that not all water is the same. We had a reverse osmosis system at home. And when I would be drinking that water, which you think that's clean, it's pure. I got that because we were having a baby and I wanted to make sure we had the cleanest water. But that water was making me more thirsty. I felt more dehydrated. And the more dehydrated you are, often what will you do? You'll drink more water. But you're flushing out those minerals with a filtered reverse osmosis water. So the more water I was drinking, the more I was flushing my minerals out and becoming more dehydrated at the cellular level. And so it was just making my symptoms worse. But what I noticed was when I would drink spring water, I felt satiated for longer. It didn't fix the problem, but it helped me feel satiated for longer. So I came to this conclusion, oh, wait a minute, all water isn't the same and it doesn't hydrate us the same. Why am I not seeing this on the internet? Why aren't people talking about this? This was back in 2004 and I didn't see anything about that. And I thought, all right, it's time to go back to school, understand the body and how it works with water. And as I went back into this PhD program, I learned that we're 99% water molecules. And I thought, oh my gosh, if, if we're that many water molecules, why are we not talking more about what these molecules are doing and how they're coming together and how they're structured and the physics and the geometrics and everything about these aside from just chemistry? So the more I started to learn about it and research it, the more excited I got. And now I'm just in this huge rabbit hole where the more I learn, the more questions I have. And it's probably something we'll never fully understand. But because of the research and the work I've done, I was able to not only bring myself back to health, but in my clinic that I've had for almost 18 years now, I was able to really significantly help my patients without having to give them pills and, you know, all these great protocols that cost a lot of money. I realized if I just take them back to the basics of having water that's actually hydrating charging your water body by taking your shoes off and connecting to the earth and getting sunlight and having meaningful connections in your life and getting good sleep. And so I came up with these nine pillars of health that really resonated with me. And we started sharing these with our clients. And I'm telling you, after having the clinic for so long and doing really fun, amazing protocols, the things that worked the best were the basic foundations that many people weren't doing. Not because they didn't want to, but just because they weren't aware that these simple little tweaks in their everyday life could change and upgrade their health, their metabolism, their hormones, their sleep, their sex life, like their skin, everything 
could be upgraded just from some simple tweaks in their health routine. A hundred percent. Nick and I always say this in our book time magic, in our live coaching calls on stage, that it is the low-hanging fruit. These seemingly little things that we do each day that add up to big results or big consequences. And these are often the free things. These are often these little tiny rituals each day that really move the needle. So I have nine pillars of longevity, which I've done a podcast episode on, and that's episode 541. And I talk about my nine pillars of longevity and a lot of your nine pillars of health and my nine pillars of longevity, they cross over, which is just amazing. But your book, Hydrate, Preserving Youth, and activating vitality through intelligent hydration is where you share these nine pillars of health. So I want to dive deep into each of them and give everyone tangible things that we can do today that are really going to move the needle with our health. Yeah, absolutely. Well, should we just start with the first? (laughs) Let's do it, babe. Dive in. So the first is hydration, obviously, and I think I'm going to change that to just water because hydration is all of the nine pillars. You can't hydrate without them, but the first would be water, and we're a water body. We're a body of water that's a crystalline, structured body of water, and if you look at like these crystals that that we carry around and have are like antennas, they're sending and receiving information, and so is our body, our water body. So every word we speak every thought we think, the environments we're in, the food we're putting into our body. This is all about frequencies and resonance and our bodies are picking up, sending and receiving information. And so we want to think of water and hydration as something more than just a simple H2O molecule and those coming together. It's far beyond that. We want to look at water as it's not just its chemistry, but its physics and the geometry of the water and everything, how it all comes together. And so I look at this as opportunity for not only looking at the water that we drink, but upgrading our water body with the words we speak, and especially the thoughts that we think. We can actually upgrade our health. But simple ways to look at water is filtered water is amazing. We want clean water. We don't want to have water with pathogens and different things that are going to make us sick. So yeah, we want clean water, but we also want to make sure that water is hydrating. And so typically hydrating water is going to have some amount of mineral content in it. And then what does nature do? We look to nature. What does nature do? It's mineralizing, it's vortexing, there's movement in the water. And there's a lot of free hydrogen, H2, like working water, that nature knows what to do. And so when we look to nature, we're probably going to be healthier. So I like to just say, get some spring water. Or if you don't have access to a spring and it's too expensive to do that, then what you can do is mimic nature by cleaning the water, remineralizing it, and then vortexing it and spinning it the way that, that nature does. And I detail that in my book, how to do that in the way that I think has worked really well for me. And according to my research and a lot of my mentors, this is what, there's a lot of significant things to back how it upgrades our health. 
So any questions that you have about water, because I'm sure you're so healthy, Melissa, and you and your husband take a lot of time to pay attention and you're very conscious of what you have in your home and what you put in your body. So I would love to know what kind of water you guys drink. Mm-hmm. So we have a whole house water system that filters all of the water. And then once it comes in, we restructure it with hydrogen health products. So here's my hydrogen health bottle right here, but we have their unit, their benchtop unit that sits on our kitchen bench. So it comes in, it gets completely cleaned. Every single tap in our house goes through a full whole house system. And then we restructure and remineralize it with our hydrogen health products. And I'll link to all of the incredible hydrogen health products in the show notes if anyone wants to check them out. And uh, you can use the code Melissa and get a lovely, generous 20% off. But for me, that's what we do. And I just am blown away that people still don't take this seriously, that people will just drink tap water from anywhere. When I understood this and the chemicals that are in our water, the pathogens, the fluoride, the chlorine, all of these things in our water, like for me, I was like, well, why would I drink that? Why would I bathe in that? And when we bathe in this water as well, our skin is drinking it. Our skin is our largest organ. And so for me, it was just common sense. Why would I do that? And so from that moment, when I actually learned that, I just have never gone back. It doesn't matter how thirsty I am or how stuck I am. I will not go to a random tap and drink water. I just won't. I would rather wait till I get home to have my clean water. And it's just such a big priority for us. We don't swim in chlorine pools. I just do not swim in chlorine pools. I don't let my daughter swim in chlorine pools. I'm not going to let her bathe in chlorine. No, thank you. So. We need to take this seriously. Like you've said, like we are a body of water. And I love that you mentioned our thoughts and our words because there's that water experiment where they said beautiful affirmations to water and you could see the crystals in the water and the structure. And then they said fearful words and horrible words to water and you could see the different structure. It changed. It was completely different. So I'll link to that water experiment that you can look at with your children if you're interested. But what can people do at home? I know you said you share it in your book. Would you be able to share just a little bit of what we could do at home if people don't have a filter or any of the hydrogen health products? Is there anything we can do or do we need those products? You know what? I think there's always good, better, best, right? So you work with what you have. And we need different types of water at different times of day or what our body's going through, it changes. So be very uberistic of me to say, this is the best water. This is what your body needs because it's not always exactly the same. And from the research that there is out there, we do understand that movement of water is very beneficial. And mineralized water is going to help hydrate us because we don't want to, we want to have this osmotic balance with our intracellular and extracellular fluid. We don't want to have too much water in either place. We want it to be healthy, but most of us are dealing with cells that are dehydrated. And we don't know exactly how the water gets into the cell. Many people say through aquaporins and 
you know, the cell membrane that it, it gets in that way. But we we don't even know if that's true, right? It's like, there's so many questions. But what we can do is just do our best. And what we have seen is that if you're at home and you have want to get like a water filter, I would say reverse osmosis is a really comprehensive filter. Depending on the water that you have and the contamination of the water, that's going to determine what type of filter. But I like reverse osmosis because it kind of makes it easy. It's like, just do that and you're going to get some really clean water. But then this water is left with this, I guess what you would say is this information or this, it's been influenced by the membranes of that filter. And those membranes have affected the geometry of it, the way that everything's structured. And that structure makes a big impact on, we believe, on cellular hydration. So what I like to do after you clean the water is take some good minerals. So you could take a sea salt, like a really nice clean sea salt. And most salt companies, if you look at their website, they will have the certificate on there that will show that what type of minerals are in it or what type of contamination. And I really highly encourage you to go check that out because that's going to make a big difference. So you can put some sea salt in it. I like Quinton minerals, that's Q-U-I-N-T-O-N. And those have 78 trace elements in it. It's derived from the ocean and it's cold processed. And I've been using those for years and I love putting that in my water. I call it nature's Gatorade. So you can take the filtered water, add some minerals back to it. And then there's many vortexers that I really like. I have them on my website at sanctuarysd.com and you can check those out. Or you can just put the water in the sunlight, spin it with a spoon, just get it moving. That's a really nice additive to helping upgrade the potential for hydration. At least that's what we're seeing. So I would say filter, mineralize, and then move the water, vortex the water. So it's like a one, two, three process. Mm, I love that. Nick will often be spinning his water, put it in the sun, and sometimes he'll spin it, put it on the sun on top of the Soma Vedic. Do you know what the Soma Vedic is? Oh, yeah. I have three in my house. I love them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. So things like that is, but I love that you guys have that awareness. Many people, this is new to them. They're listening to this and going, wait, what? Why would I do that? That seems so esoteric or it doesn't make sense. But there's many scientists out there, like the work of Gerald Pollack, who discovered the fourth phase of water, Professor Rumiana Simkova, who is at the University of Kobe in Japan, who studies. There's so much research to see that light influences water structure. And that's what aquaphotomics is, how light impacts structure of water. And so, yeah, putting your water in the sunlight is going to, according to Professor Rumiana, she says that you put it in the sunlight in the morning and you're going to get this working water, like hydrogen, more free hydrogen, H2 molecules there to get this working water for you. What about at nighttime? You could influence it if you want to go to sleep and sleep better. Maybe you put it under the moon for a little bit. So all of these natural cycles of nature are impacting us. I mean, look at if the moon can impact the ocean and 
so much of what happens in our environment, obviously it's going to impact the water and all the water that we are drinking is sending a message to ourselves and our body. 100%. And for me, this is common sense, but we're not taught it. There's no focus on this in school, in a lot of schools anyway, but it's common sense and it makes sense. And for me, when I learned it, I was like, of course, nature knows best. Of course, nature knows best with everything. I love that. So that's the first two. You've spoken about hydration. You've spoken about minerals. Let's go to the third one. Okay. Yeah. So hydration, minerals. So none, they're not in order in the sense of the most importance. I just have the pillars. So it's not like you have to do them one, two, three at a time. But I do, I say focus on hydration, minerals, sunlight, grounding. So let's go into sunlight. Sunlight, if you work on, like a lot of people work indoors and they're getting light exposure, but they're getting exposure to light that is, I call it like junk food lighting. Junk food is like you're getting some sort of, you're getting calories, but is it really nutrient dense? And the sun, the natural sun has these, this, you know, wide spectrum that is like a multivitamin for us that our body needs. And that's why we're eating plants and, you know, vegetables because they have that energy that our body's deriving from the sun. And it's like we live in this environment now where we're indoors and so we don't get that sunlight, that full spectrum light. So that's one of the pillars of health that I believe really impacts our water body in such a significant way that we want to get sunlight every day. Now, obviously, we want to be conscious of how much because just like a vitamin, I'm not going to take the whole bottle or I might overdose. Well, the same thing with the sun. We want to see what our body needs. And if you're not wearing sunglasses, it's good not to wear sunglasses in the sun because if you're wearing sunglasses, it really turns off your body's receptors to be able to see if you've had too much. So your body will tell you. Your skin will start set giving you signs that you've been in too long or out too long. So get sunlight, but get the right amount of sunlight so that you can help structure your water body, energize your water body, and bring that nutrition to your water body. And then the next one is grounding. Grounding is essential because we are electrical beings. You charge your phone up every single night. You put that charger in, or at least some people do. I don't. Most people that know me know that my phone's always dead because I forget to charge it at night. But I'm charging my cells because I'm busy charging my cells. I'm taking my shoes off and grounding to the earth. Almost every night I love to walk. I live on the cliffs near the beach. And I take a barefoot walk with my dog or a barefoot walk on the beach and just really soak up that earth's resonance and soak up that magnetism that's helping charge my water body. And this is essential for us because we wouldn't go a day without charging our phone, but many of us go many days without charging our body. Such a good point. Everyone listening, when was the last time you walked barefoot on the grass or the sand or the dirt 
When was the last time you did that? For a lot of people, it might be weeks, months even, that their feet have touched the earth. And you made such a good point there. We charge our phones every night, but we're forgetting to charge ourselves. And it's so important that we do this. So this is your invitation to take your shoes off, get outside right now and get your feet on the earth, the sand, the dirt or the grass and feel how good that feels. It charges your cells. Yeah. When you're charged up, you feel good. You feel alive. There's so many people that are dealing with depression and seasonal depression or sadness and It's amazing how when you just move and you get in the sunlight and you take your shoes off, how good you can feel. We don't need a pill for that, most of us. I mean, I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't give medical advice on that. But what I would say is from what we've seen in our clinic, people's lives transformed in such a dramatic way that no pill or no supplement or no medication was ever able to even touch. So the next one for me is movement. Movement is essential. And one thing that I love is you can do, you can stack these things. You can go outside and move with your shoes off in the sunlight. So you're stacking these. I don't like to call them biohacks. I call them bioharmonizing. We're harmonizing with nature. Not What are we hacking? I don't really know. We're harmonizing. So, So when you move your body, there's been research that's shown that our fossil networks of our body have water droplets. And so in order to move the water and get the lubrication and the hydration toll of your joints and your tissues and your skin, it's important to move. Massage is amazing. You know, I'd like massage my face every day, massage my, even your earlobes, you know, all the places that don't get touched a lot. I think a lot of people deal with maybe like belly fat and things like that, because you think about how much do you move your midsection? Not very much. Get things moving in your body. Rub your stomach, move around, crawl around, play, move different parts that you you haven't moved before. I mean, I like to stretch my fingers out every day and think about there's so many areas of our body that we forget or we neglect. You may go to the gym and you're doing these, whatever, you know, working out is amazing, but just don't neglect all of the parts of your body. Give love to every part of your body. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned the stacking in Time Magic. We call it Time Magic Habit Stacking. So yeah, like you said, outside working out. So you're getting your sunlight. You're also grounding. You're also moving. And you you can be drinking some incredibly hydrating water at the same time. So you're getting all of those at once. So I love that. This doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, where am I going to fit all of these things in? Time magic habit stack. Get them all together. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's the way to do it, you know, because this shouldn't be a chore. The whole point, the reason why I wrote my book was the book is it's like a coffee table book and it's a lifestyle book. So you could open it to any page and get inspiration. It doesn't need to be read from beginning to end. But it's like there's recipes in there. There's lifestyle tips. and. It's just about making life more juicy, getting excited to live life and not feeling like health has to be a chore. Oh, got to take my pill. I better drink my water. No, it's like, how can we make it fun and exciting? And this is our lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not a new regimen. It's not some 
New Year's resolution. It's the life that I live and I love my life. And the more that I do it, I love it more because I'm feeling better. So the next one would be nutrition. So nutrition is, and like I said, these aren't in in specific order, but nutrition is an important one, obviously, because a lot of us are overfed and undernourished. We're eating food, but it's not nutrient dense. So we want to think about, you know, people know this, it's nothing new, but just focusing on food that's nutrient dense, whole foods. You know, when you go to the grocery store, shop around the perimeter of the store. The things that are boxed and processed are usually in the center of the store. So when you walk around the perimeter, you're going to get the fresh fruits and vegetables, the fresh, you know, dairy and meats and whatever your preference is on those things, but it's going to be the fresher stuff. So that's where I try to shop. And also, you know, financially, if people are trying to think about, oh, health can be expensive. Honestly, it doesn't have to be. If you're making your own food, you can eat beans and rice every day that come together and make perfect this amino profile that gives you great protein. I grew up on that. I grew up in a missionary family where we didn't have a lot of financial abundance, but we had a lot of beans and rice. (laughs) If you look at all of the blue zones around the world, do you know about the blue zones? Yeah. A lot of them is a huge focus on beans and rice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I grew up on. It was like there was every day a pot of beans on the stove and we'd have rice and I grew up on that. And I feel like it, you know, mineralizes you, gives you nutrition. So the opportunity that I'm sharing is that health does not need to be expensive. And in my book, I wrote that My passion is that I don't believe health and wellness needs to be just for the rich or people that have a lot of money to spend on it. It's for everybody. And that's why I wrote this book with the nine pillars of health, because almost everything in this book is already abundant in nature. And it's just things that you already have access to that you get to start using and utilizing. A lot of these things are already abundant in nature and it's, we're just, we, it's almost like we want to make it difficult. I need to spend this money on this pill. I'm looking for this perfect panacea. I'm looking for the pill for every ill and it's just not there. And so let's stop doing all those things. Now, coming from someone who has a house that has all the gadgets and fun things, yeah, the Selma Vedic, the Vortexers, the trampolines, the treehouse, the biocharger, you know, I have so many things. Yes, I do. And I love them and they're fun. And it's my lifestyle. I spend money on health things instead of maybe expensive bags or purses. You know, it's a choice. But not everybody even has that choice. They're just trying to put food on the table. And so what I want people to understand is when you see all these biohacking, bioharmonizing, fun toys, yeah, they're fun. They're something that you that we enjoy, but you don't have to have it to be abundantly healthy. Health is, it's already there for you and we have access to it. And honestly, it starts in the mind. It starts, and like I explained the story in the beginning that I started this journey because I've always been into health and wellness and I was sick though. When I was 24, I felt the sickest I'd ever felt in my entire life. And I was the girl that drank all the kale juices. I was on a raw vegan diet. I was working out every day using organic makeup, so extreme that no one wanted to even hang out with, you know, have dinner with me because I needed to have my food from the garden. You know, it was like, 
so extreme, but it was because I was afraid because I felt sick and I didn't know how to get better. And so the more sick that I felt, the more I became extreme in my diet and my lifestyle. And, and it wasn't until one day I woke up and realized that my sickness was coming from my thought. I was anxious. I was worried. I had two little kids at home and I was waking up feeling like I had to put out a fire. And so all of those good nutrients that I was eating, the good water that I was drinking, all of those things weren't working for me because my body wasn't able to receive it. It was like my cells were in an entropic state instead of a centropic spin where they could, it was like a left spin instead of being able to receive the nutrition. So once I had this awareness, I started to wake up and pause and like observe my thought. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. I feel scared or I feel worried about this or that. And then do my gratitude practice. Whoa, this is scary, but guess what? I had a bed to sleep in last night. My kids are safe. I am have breath in my lungs. I have people that love me. And when I started shifting my perspective, everything in my life and my health changed. And that was what led me to become so passionate about understanding how we impact our water body and how these antennas that we are, these crystalline structures are so powerful. You can have all the money in the world. I've met some of the wealthiest people in the world, spent time with them, and even they deal with health issues because you can't buy your health. The health starts with our thoughts and our words. Every word we speak is imprinting our water body. It's imprinting this physical structure that we are, and we have that opportunity to upgrade it at every single moment. So this is where the magic starts to happen. So nutrition is important. We want to be focusing on whole foods and things like that. But it's not, it's like the, the number one thing, I think, is our mindset and where we go. So I had that same realization in 2011. I studied holistic nutrition to become a certified holistic health coach. And halfway through that program, I realized it wasn't just about what we were putting in our mouth because I was exactly the same. I was eating so healthy and so clean and shopping at the organic farmer's markets, which I still do and still love. But it wasn't just about what we were putting in our mouth. It's our thoughts that we think that are so powerful, like you said, that change every cell in our body. And every cell is listening to what we say and reacting and even to what we think. And not only on top of that, your children are listening to everything that you say and they can feel what you think. And so that for me is such motivation. I don't ever want my daughter to hear me say something negative about myself because I don't want to imprint that in her. I don't want to pass that down to her. That is such inspiration for me. Like she is watching everything I do and say and think. And so are our cells. So I just wanted to 
say that I totally resonate with this. That's so good. It's something that we have this opportunity. I look at it as an opportunity in every moment. I have an opportunity to speak loving, kind words about somebody. Because when I'm talking kind and loving to someone, that energy is imprinting my cells and it's sending love to them too. And the person I'm having the conversation with, I mean, everyone's upgraded. Why would we not want to do that? And it's like we get this choice too. We can look at the negatives because there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be an uphill battle to climb. But how do we look at it? Because along that climb, there's also so much beauty. And if I'm just focusing on the pain of the climb, then I'm going to miss out on the beauty. And I recognize that I've already missed out on so much beauty in my life because I was focused on the pain. And I'll never, ever do that again. I'm now so aware, yes, our brains will go to that, but it's easier now to pull myself back and realize, wait a minute, I'm missing out on the juice of life right now because I'm choosing to focus on my fears instead of love. And love is what's going to heal us in our water body. So we've gone through hydration, minerals, sunlight, grounding, movement. The next one that I have is creative playtime. And I thought this was an essential one to put in because we come alive when we play and we move. Think about, I mean, you have a three-year-old, so you know what it's like when you're three years old, everything's a discovery. Everything's like you're discovering your body and how it moves and the trees and the plants and like everything. Why, where do we lose that? I'm not sure where that's lost. I mean, for many of us, it's all different. But when we choose to get curious again and play, that's when... I really believe that we can alchemize magic in our life. And just talking about mindset and the thoughts and all of those things and how they imprint our water body, well, it would make sense that creative, we have to make, we get to make time for creative playtime because when we're doing this creative play, it's expanding the mind. It's making the mind neuro, more neuroplastic, less rigid. And our brain's connected to our body. And as our bodies move, our minds open up. And as our minds open up, we get more vision and excitement for our future. And those things are upgrading ourselves and our water body because our thoughts are inspired. Our mind is inspired. And so that was one that I was like, wait, this can't. It's like, how can you have all these pillars? They seem so rigid without creative playtime. So that was one that I put in there. And in the book, I give examples of how I throw parties. So the whole inspiration and actually the impetus to writing the book was all of my friends telling me I needed to write a book because I threw so many parties that had no alcohol and people are jumping off the walls, dancing, jumping on trampolines, you know, doing just like almost like kids having such a good time. What did you put in these drinks? And I'm like, I put nutritive herbs in these drinks. And so you're mineralized, you're hydrated, and I set a stage for a place to have fun. Because a lot of time you go to someone's house and it's like there's a couch and a TV. And then that sets a stage for, well, let's sit down and just like zone out. And we're not made to do that. I mean, maybe at some points, but how do we upgrade ourselves? Well, we need to have this creative play. And so 
I give examples in the book how to do that, different things that you can bring into your home that create an environment for that and different recipes for drinks that people will enjoy at your home that are like mocktails or I call them elixirs because an elixir is a magical medicinal potion. So they were my little potions and people would say, what's the recipe? I need to know this recipe. And I'm like, I don't know. I just throw things together. So I got to start writing it down and that's how the book kind of came together. But creative play is one of them. And then connected community. We can't do this life alone. If I'm doing all those things that I mentioned, but doing it in isolation, we're not going to thrive. And many people know that study that was done with infants where they took infants and they said, okay, we're only going to give you your essentials, change the diaper and give you food, but there's no hugging, there's no touching, there's no connection. And they had to stop that research study because children were dying, babies were dying in this and during the study, because they weren't held, they weren't seen, they weren't touched, they weren't connected with. And Mother Teresa says, and I was reading her, it says that, I don't know if it's her book, she didn't write it, but a book about her, that one of her quotes is that one of the greatest poverties is not to be naked or without food or without shelter, but it's to be alone, untouched, and not known. And I, I know I'm botching the quote, but it was to this, it was, this is the, the point that she was making. And it, it spoke to me so deeply because I realized we can have everything in life, but if we don't have connection and we don't have meaningful connection and love, we will not thrive. And there's new research that we're seeing now where they say, you know, if you're alone or lonely, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I don't know how they equated that, but we get the point that it's not healthy for us to be alone. Wow. No, absolutely. And that's one of the pillars of longevity that we share and a commonality between all of the blue zones around the world. It's relationships, connections. It's so important. I know for me, the days where I'm at home all day working, and maybe I see Nick and Bambi, obviously I see Nick and Bambi, my beautiful daughter, but if I don't see anyone else, if I don't have another interaction with another human being and that goes on for a couple of days, like I feel a bit funky. I'm like, I need to go chat to a girlfriend. I need to get out. So I definitely feel it and I catch it really early and I am aware of it. But something that I do on the weekend, Nick and I plan our week. So usually on Sunday night, we will take five minutes to look at our next week. And we will look at everything. We'll make sure that there's no overlaps. We'll make sure that we've got our nanny when we need her. You know, there's nothing that we're missing. And I also look at, in that time, I book in my workouts. And I also look at, oh, where's my social time? So when am I catching up with friends? When am I having that social time? And I'll organize a few things, maybe some play dates or maybe something just for myself. Or maybe I'll text a girlfriend and say, hey, let's go do this yoga class. And I do that on a Sunday and it takes literally five minutes. And then I know that pillar is ticked off for the next week. And it feels so good. And it takes five minutes. Yeah, I 100% resonate with you on that, that it's something that we need to seek and we get to seek after is 
making time for those meaningful connections because life can get really full. Many people work. They have a family, kids, you know, the house to take care of. I mean, when you really think about it, it's like owning my home, I could be spending every waking minute fixing different things. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's like I could be upgrading my business in every single way. And we get to make time for these things. And it's really essential for our health and our well-being and just enjoying life. If we're not making time for these meaningful connections, the enjoyment and the joy of life just isn't as, as juicy. I agree. Totally. I love these nine pillars, babe. Let's recap them. We've got hydration, minerals, nutrition, sunlight, grounding, sleep, movement, creative playtime, connected community. I absolutely love these so much. They're so inspiring. And like you've mentioned, so many of them are free and we can start today. So I would advise everyone to write them out, stick them on their fridge so that you can make sure that you're getting each of those each day, right? And grab your book as well. I'll link to that in the show notes because I think that is incredible. And speaking of books, I'd love to know now if you had a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. Now, besides your book, which absolutely should be in the curriculum of every school around the world, what is one other book you would choose? Now, this can be on any topic. It could be on mindset. It could be on business, whatever. But what is the first book that comes to your mind? Wow. Well, I would say the Bible. I think that the ancient scripts in the Bible teach us about a love story. It's the greatest love story that was ever written. And it's a story about how our creator desires to connect and commune with us and shows us how much love that is there for us. And I've received a lot of upgrades in my life from studying that. And I think it's interesting because I grew up in a house where my dad's a pastor and so I grew up reading it. But when I talk to a lot of people, it's like they haven't actually read the Bible. They've just heard about the Bible. So I encourage you to just pick it up and read it. But often people want to start from the beginning at Genesis and that's like really hard to understand. So I like to start at the New Testament or Proverbs or Psalms. Like Proverbs gives you just wisdom each day. Solomon was one of the wisest men that lived, and he wrote Proverbs about just daily tips for life. So, yeah. So beautiful. Out of over 550 guests that I've had on the show, you are the first person to mention the Bible. And you're the first person to mention a book that was actually in my curriculum. I went to a Catholic all-girls school, and so I studied the Bible. And this is the first time someone has mentioned a book that I'm like, well, that was in my curriculum. Yes, that was in there. So that's pretty cool. But yes, I studied it. Well, I mean, it can be hard to read at times, but I don't think anything worth doing is usually easy. So when we, we do the work, the blessings come. And I just notice in our society that a lot of people have things to say about the Bible. And when I ask them if they've actually read it, most people have it. And I'm like, wow, you know, maybe they've picked it up, but they haven't really studied it or even ever cracked it open. And so I'm like, well, you know, we can't have an opinion about something unless we've actually experienced it ourselves. So it's amazing how much 
I forget too. You know, I studied it for my final exams and it's amazing how much I've forgotten. So you've inspired me. I'm going to pick it back up and read some of the stories. You have, you've really inspired me, babe. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for this opportunity to connect with you. We've been trying to connect for so long and I feel like everything's in divine timing and this was the time that it was meant to happen. Absolutely, babe. Absolutely. Now I've got a couple more questions for you. I would love to hear about how your day looks. I know no two days are ever the same, but can you talk us through a quote unquote typical day in your life? Okay. Well, I am an entrepreneur and a mother of two children and I'm like a squirrel, you know, on on crack cocaine. So I'm like, never have the same. Th- no day is the same. Some days I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Other days I'll wake up at 8. But when I do wake up, most of the time I try to get up for the sunrise. And that's my favorite time of the day. Because as the sun's rising, I take my journal and I crystallize my visions into reality on paper. <laughs> And I don't just ask for the things that I want. I thank in advance God that it's already been done in heaven. And so it's if I have something on my mind, instead of being like, please, God, can you help with this or do that? I just say, thank you, God. This is already taken care of. Thank you that this bill has already been paid. Thank you that this problem has already been solved. And I detail out how the vision and how I want it to look. <clears throat> and then I let go of the process. And I just trust. And I have in my heart this joy of, I can't wait to watch these miracles unfold now because it will be taken care of. Maybe not exactly the way I think that it should be, but the way it's supposed to be. And now I'm surrendered to the process. But I'm holding the vision and trusting the process. So I watch the sunrise and then I usually go downstairs and have a quinton. With all 78 trace elements, I swish it around in my mouth. And this really helps upgrade my epigenetic potential because it's giving me all the building blocks that I need for biogenesis. Not only is it the minerals that my body needs, but there's this bioenergetic information that's in the plankton bloom that's vortexed on the ocean floor. And it's giving my body this living energy. So I do that and then I'll have a little bit of hydrogen water. And then I'll make my celery juice. And having that homemade fresh celery juice gets your digestion going, gets you like feel really hydrated and alive. And then what I'll do is I'll wait a half an hour. And during that time, I'm usually rolling on my balls. I have these different, I became a Yamana certified instructor. So I'm learning how to break up fascial adhesions and work from origin to insertion on the body. And so I'll just do that for 20 minutes as I'm waiting for the celery juice to digest. And then I'll usually go to the gym to pump some iron. I only started lifting heavy weights like two or three years ago, and I'm addicted. I love it. I love how strong I feel. I love how empowered I feel. I was always that girl that was like, I'm just going to do yoga. And, you know, I was always really fit. But I didn't have that definition because I was afraid I would get bulky. And boy, was I wrong. It's hard to build muscle. So I have to eat and work hard for that muscle. And when I realize how hard I'm working for it, like I I really appreciate it now because I know 
as we age, we're just trying to hold on to it. That muscle is degrading. And so I work really hard at the gym. And then I usually come back. I'm doing something entrepreneurial, interviewing somebody or connecting with someone or having someone over to my house. I run a wellness retreat here in San Diego or I'm flying to an event to speak. So I travel a lot. But even when I'm traveling, I try to do these same morning routine. And I give a lot of space in my life for playtime, creativity, playtime. I'm not rigid about schedules. I try to really just flow and be like, everything's going to just come into place. And my boyfriend was saying to me yesterday, because he was he's very militant. He likes things a certain time. And he's like, one thing that I can't stand about you is a, a funny joke. He's you don't really schedule or pay attention to time, but everything works out for you. It just suddenly magically falls into place. And I'm like, yeah, it does, because I'm not worried about it. It's just somehow it flows. So just kind of letting go and making time to jump on my trampoline and go sit in my treehouse and listen to the birds. And when I do that, I feel like I'm more elevated. And then when I go to do my work, I get more done quicker because I'm inspired and I'm excited. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm ready for whatever is going to come about. And I forgot one thing that I usually do too is I do my when I wake up after I watch the sunrise, I go in my cold plunge because somehow it feels like it really wakes me up. But also I feel like if, I can do this hard thing for two and a half, three minutes, then I can do anything today. I can make this hard phone call. I can do whatever it is. So it kind of sets the tone for the mindset of I already did the hard thing. So anything that comes my way, I've got it. And then towards the end of the day, when the sun starts setting, I live on sunset cliffs. And most days you'll find me walking at the sunset with my dog, watching the sun go down and looking at the ocean and doing that barefoot. (laughs) like probably the best part of my day. I just live for that. I'll either listen to some music or I'll walk with my daughters or my boyfriend or a friend. Those are the dates that I do. If I'm going to hang out with a girlfriend, I'm like, meet me at the cliffs. I'll make you an elixir and we'll go for a walk. We'll chat it up. We'll walk barefoot. We'll watch the sunset. We'll get our movement in. So we're doing all the things and we're connecting. So that's a way that I make time for connections and, and do that. And then once I get home, all of the lights in my home are like amber, or they're very dim. I burn candles, beeswax candles. We get all those negative ions in the air. And I start setting the tone for toning down. I'll take a bath. I'll make some tea. I'm not a TV person. I have a really hard time watching TV uh, because it feels like the lights are so assaulting on my body at night. And if I do watch a movie, I'll use some blue light blockers. But I love to lay in bed and read a book. I'll journal before I go to bed and write out my day and the things that went well, my wins and the things that I'm working through. But one rule that I have is I will not go into bed with worries. My bed is a sacred place for dreaming. So I let all those things go on paper or put it out into the ethers and say a prayer. And then I get into my bed and I'm like, I get so excited to get into bed because I'm like, this is my spot that I get to dream and get excited about tomorrow or excited about what's going to come about in my life. And I'm the best sleeper ever. You know, I see a pillow and I'm already asleep. And I think it's because I have peace. When you have peace, when you get into bed, those neurons are firing, you know, those, and they've learned that 
my bed is for sleep. My bed is for peace. My bed is for restoration. And so that when I get into bed, I fall right to sleep. I sleep really well and then do it all again the next day. Beautiful, hun. I love it so much. I'm the same as you. I get into bed and Nick's like, how do you do that? You fall asleep in two minutes. I'm like, it's a gift. It's a gift. He's like, if you entered the sleep Olympics, you would win. And I'm like, I know it's such a gift. So I can totally resonate with you there. Now, babe, I have three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is one thing that we can do today for our health? Gratitude. What is one thing that we can do for our wealth? Positive mindset. And giving. Generosity. Yes, babe. Love those two. And what is one thing that we can do for more love in our life? Realize that all of the love that we need is already within and divine. We're co-creating that with God. And so when we look to God and we ask for that love to be in us, it's just going to flow through us like water, like living water. Yes, absolutely, babe. Now you are helping and serving and supporting so many people with your work. You are helping so many people heal, become the best versions of themselves. And I'm so grateful that you're out there being a crusader for light and love. So thank you so much. And I want to know how I and the listeners can give back and serve you because you give to so many other people. How can we serve you? Oh my gosh, I've never been asked that before on a show. I think connecting with the community, like we talked about, community is... It's immunity. It's what helps us grow. And so if you want to get a part of the Hydrate community, I would love to connect with you. And that brings me alive. And supporting the book, I think, too, because it definitely was a labor of love. I published it myself. And there's not a lot of, I guess, talking to people about things that are free doesn't bring you a lot of wealth that way. But I have wealth in the abundance that, like, God's bringing it all. But the positive reinforcement that I've gotten from the book has been really helpful. And so if people want to get the book, that would be a great way to support. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll link to it in the show notes for everyone. So babe, thank you for being here. This has been such a delight and you are such a gem. I want to come to San Diego and hang out with you and do all the cool bioharmonizing things that we've spoken about together. Maybe we'll make that happen one day, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Melissa. You're welcome. It's the little things that we do every day that add up to big results or big consequences. A lot of these things are really low-hanging fruits that we have spoken about, but they are things that you can start today. So I really hope you got a lot out of this conversation. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you never have to go searching for a new episode. Now, come and follow me on Instagram and tell me what you got from this episode. I absolutely love hearing from you and connecting with you. So please jump on over and do that right now. I cannot wait to chat with you. Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. 
You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. 